Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, uh, we're going to do something a little different. I was going to continue in doing foundations, uh, which is Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 11. It gives you the foundation, and then we're going to go into Revelations. But the Lord put on my heart to do something different today. It was a, um, a Bible reading I was doing last week, and it really pricked my heart. So we're going to do that for today, and I think you'll understand why, and uh, it will be very beneficial to you. So we're going to be in the uh, the NIV, New International Version, and we're going to be in the Old Testament, Book of Second Chronicles, chapter 34, verses 1 through 33. That's... The Old Testament book in the NIV, 2 Chronicles, chapter 34, verses 1 to 33. Before we get started, um, I'm going to read like I normally do what the Bible is. So you have some facts about the Bible and why we can depend on the Bible, which was from uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum is where I got this from. And you can find him on YouTube and online. Just put in his name, Dr. Vodi Bakum, and his mysteries will pop up. And here we go, the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little near make, hundreds of subjects and topics. Praise God. Now let's get into our reading, which I'm pretty sure you're going to really, really enjoy. Okay, and the title for this book will be how to Save a Nation. How to Save a Nation. Again, we're going to be reading out the NIV just to make it easy or simpler to understand the New International Version, which remember the, the New International Version and the ESV, and there's us more. They were directly translated from the Hebrew Old Testament and the Greek New Testament, and therefore you can depend on it. Not, now, there are some that are more literary, but they kind of it's just an interpretation of a person which you want to get it straight from scripture and remember the old testament was written in hebrew and the new testament was mainly written in greek and a little in aramaic so but like i said before my favorite is king james version but there's good verses out there we also got a new king james version and so on but Okay, anyways, let's get started. And it's in the Old Testament, book of Second Chronicles, chapter 34. And we're going to start at verse 1. And remember, the title is How to Save a Nation. And the, the title for this section is called Josiah's Reforms. Let's begin. Verse 1, Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. Verse 2, he did what was right. It, in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father David not turning aside to the right or to the left verse 3 in the eighth year of his reign while he was still young he began to seek the God of his father David in his twelfth year he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places Asherah poles and idols now isn't this something even when he was young, he was um, 
uh, he was wanting to do what was right in the eyes of God. And he follows the ways of uh, David. So, so I think that's fantastic. Because even young, you know, so, so when you're raised up in God, it's a whole lot easier. But God will put it in your heart to seek him. Okay, let's continue. Um, verse 4. Under his direction, the altars of the bales were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them and smashed the Asherah poles and the idols. Now, the Asherah poles is kind of, uh, they were like, um, what do you call those? Um, totem poles. It's the same thing. It's just something... That man made that they worship instead of worshiping the real God, they worship this fake thing they created. So, and he smashed them down or he tore them down in the idols. These he broke to pieces and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. So, those that had died and who was known to have worshiped that, they just put that over. They say, Here, take your idols with you, you know, wherever you're at. And more than likely, if they're worshiping that, then, uh, then they woke up themselves in hell. Okay, verse 5. He burned the bones of the priests on the, their altars, and so he purged Judah and Jerusalem. So he went as a leader, and he cleansed his land. He cleansed his nation. It's the same thing that we have to do in America and around the world. The godly people must rise up and do what's right. We need to put in godly leaders in our government because as those people go they make the changes in society so Satan has come in and he's put all these lies in there about oh you can't do this you can't do that oh people's rights and like that well really well when you go into sin you, they stomp on everybody's rights which is what's going on right now our rights are being destroyed um, they're coming after us left and right so that's why you have to stamp out evil. And it starts from the from the top down. But you could also start it from the bottom up. Actually, we need from bottom up, top down, inside ways and everything. The godly people must stand and do what's right. Alrighty. Let me see. Um, in the 18th year of Jehoiah's, Josiah's reign to purify the land and the temple, he he sent uh, Shaphan, son of Azaliah, and Maesia, the ruler of the city, with Joah, son of Johas, the recorder, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. Verse 9, they went to Hilkah, to Hilkiah, the high priest, and gave them the money that had been brought into the temple of God, which the the Levites, who were the gatekeepers, had collected from the people of Manasseh, Ephraim, and the entire remnant of Israel from all the people of Judah and Benjamin and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Verse 10. Then they entrusted it to the men appointed to supervise the work on the Lord's temple. These men paid the workers who repaired 
and restored the temple. Verse 11, they also gave money to the carpenters and builders to purchase dressed stone and timber for joists and beams for the buildings that the kings of Judah had allowed to fall into ruin. So he took a, so Josiah took upon himself because he wanted to do what was right with God. And he went and he started cleansing, the, uh, getting rid of all the evil, the worship places and all this kind of stuff that was worshiping the false gods and who were doing evil. And then he took money. Uh, he gathered money from the people and um, he paid these the carpenters, builders, and all like that to restore the uh, the temple of the Lord so they can go back and and, and worship properly because they had just gone astray. Okay. Starting at verse 12. The workers labored faithfully over them to to direct direct them were Jahath and Obadiah Levites descended from Merari and Zechariah and Moshelam descended from Kohath. The Levites, all who were skilled in playing musical instruments, verse 13, had charge of the laborers and supervised all the workers from job to job. Some of the Levites were secretary, scribes, and gatekeepers. Okay, we're going to the next section now, which will be starting at verse 14. And this section is called the Book of the Law Found. While they were beginning... While they were beginning out the money that had been... Oh, excuse me. Well, they had. Well, they were bringing out the money that had been taken in, into the temple of the Lord. Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Mo, through Moses. Verse fifteen. Hilkiah said to Shephan the secretary, "I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord." He gave it to Shephan. Verse sixteen. The Shephan took the book to the king and reported to him your officials are doing everything that has been committed to them verse 17 they have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the supervisors and workers verse 18 then Shaphan the secretary informed the king Hilkiah the priest has given me a book and Shephan read from it in the presence of the king verse 19 when the king heard the words of the law he tore his robes. Verse 20. He gave these orders to Hilkiah, Ahakam, and, I, I mean, Ahiakam, son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Asai, the king's attendant. Verse 21. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because those who gave who have those who have gone before us have not kept the word of the Lord they have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book verse 22 Helkiah and those the king has sent with him went to speak to the prophet Huldah who was the wife of Shelham, son of Tokath, the son of Hasra, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the new quarter. Verse 23, she said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell them, the man who sent you to me, 
Verse 24, this is what the Lord says, I am going to bring disaster on the place and his people, all the curses written in the book that has been read in the presence of the king of Judah. Verse 25, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and aroused my anger by all that their hands have made, my anger will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. Verse 26, tell the king of Judah, who set you to inquire of the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the words you heard. So this is serious stuff right here. Let's continue. Verse 27, because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before God when you heard what he spoke against this place and this people, and because you humbled yourself before me and tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord. Verse 28, Now I will gather you to your ancestors, and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I am going to bring on this place and on those who live here. So they took her answer back to the king. Wow. So God had already planned to punish them, but he's holding it off because of Josiah and, and how responsive he was, and he had a humble heart before God. And he decided to do you know, do something about what these people were doing. And this is the kind of leaders that we need. We need leaders that are going to stand up for God and we're going to pass laws that will respect God and will uplift the people. We have enough laws. We just need to get rid of the bad laws that they have that's, that's just destroying the people, which there's so many of now. We need to get back and repent in humbleness. And that's God's forgiveness. And do what's right according to the Bible, the Holy Bible, which is men inspired by God. So therefore, it's God's words. And you can trust that we just read that. Verse, verse 29, Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, 30, he went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest, excuse me, to the greatest. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the temple of the Lord. Verse 31, the king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands. Statues and decrees with all his heart and all his soul, and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Verse 32 Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledged themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, that God, the God of their ancestors. Verse 33 Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the law, the God of their ancestors. People need leaders, godly leaders. If not, if you have ungodly leaders, a lot of people will follow ungodliness. Therefore, we need to put in godly leaders. That's what. That's how our nation started in America. We had godly founding fathers. 
which a lot of them were reverends and they were raised in the, the Bible. And most of them were raised in the Bible. In fact, all of them knew the Bible well because that was the book of the day. That's what, uh, because it, it came from the time of the pilgrims and it kept going. So by the time that they got there, almost all the majority were devout Christians. There might have been a handful that weren't quite where they needed to be, but they're a whole lot stronger than we are today. And they also knew a lot more because they were raised with the Bible. They were taught the Bible. And the majority were homeschooled. And, and if the parents didn't want to teach, they would hire a reverence to come in to teach them. So the majority of stuff was learned from the Bible. That's what made our country great. And I'm not ashamed to stand up for God. I'm going to stand up for God. We're all going to die one day, one way or another. Does it really matter? I'd rather die serving God than cowering or, or, or just uh, giving up and stuff. No, I'm going to do what's right before God. Whatever happens, happens. And that's just how it is, man. Because we're going to die, and then we're going to, uh, then we're going to stand in judgment. So I'm telling you now. And according to God, according to this Bible, when you die, if you die with Christ, after have realizing that you broke God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, and you understood that, and then you repented, you came with a sorrowful contract heart, you repented of all your sins, and you put your trust in Christ alone. And when you die, you wake up in heaven. But if you didn't do that, and you've rejected God your whole life, when you die, you're going wake, to wake, wake up in hell burning. That means, yes, you will have a supernatural body that will fill flames and everything, and you will be in torment forever. And that's going to be a horrible thing forever, can never leave. And you can read, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's in the book, the Luke, uh, Luke, I think it's chapter 19, I think. It's called The Rich Man and Lazarus. And it describes what hell is in all actuality. In fact, let me take a quick look at that and make sure that I'm telling you right. I'm pretty sure it's 19. I'll tell you in just a minute. Let me look. Let me look. Yep. Yes, it is. You can find... Um, wait a minute. I might have spoke too soon. Uh, let me see. I know it's here. Parable, Jesus speaks of death, receive sight. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. No. Let's see if it's 18. It may actually be 16. Well, anyways. Uh, you can find it. It's in the book of Luke. And I may have just got ahead of myself or whatever. I used to know it. But just look in the book of Luke. And it's in there where he talks about... Or you can just look it up online. And it's called... Um, uh, the Rich Man and Lazarus. 
Yep, the rich man and Lazarus. Here it is. It's in, excuse me, it's in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. You can find a rich man in Lazarus that talks about what hell's like. And I don't want anyone going there, but God knows who's going to receive him or not. But he's commanded us in Matthew 28, chapter 19 to 20, to go out into all the world. And we're supposed to teach and we're supposed to baptize. We're supposed to teach and baptize. It's called the Great Commission. And it's Matthew chapter 28, verses, um, uh, I'll read it. It's called the Great Commission. And it starts at 16, uh, chapter 28 of Matthew, verses 16 to 20. And I'll just read the whole thing. Usually, I'll just say 19 to 20, but I'll read this whole part. The Great Commission, verse 16. Then the 11, dis the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, God's commanded us in what to do anyways. It doesn't matter whether we understand everything or not, but that's what we're commanded to do and to give the gospel, which is how to come to Christ, which is Jesus came. He walked the earth three and a half years. And he said through him, if we repent of our sins and if we come to Christ, then we can have heaven. And then he went and he allowed uh, the evil rulers and whatever to take him and to beat him and then to hang him on a cross with nails in his hands and feet until he dies. He was tormented and they whipped him and beat him and everything. So he took the punishment we're supposed to get because we're so evil. Because remember, God's holy. Because you go say, well, why do we need to do that? Because God is a holy God and, and his uh, his um his moral law, the Ten Commandments, are so perfect and so high that we can't keep them because we're full of sin. We're born into a sinful world. And as I said before, because of Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, then, he, then the curse came because of their disobedience. First Eve disobeyed, and then she got... Uh, Adam to disobey and then so God had a consequence he said don't eat from this one fruit of the tree but you, the rest of it you have and they were like everything was perfect but disobeyed God and so then from then on he said well the woman would uh, her punishment would be she'd, uh, she would have pain in childbirth and then the punishment for the man would be he would have to sweat from her bowels I mean he would have to toil he would have to work work the land or whatever and that's why we have what we have today if you notice that's where everything it gets full of dust and it deteriorates and it falls apart and everything because that's the curse that's there. But God made a way for us to come 
through Christ to him. But we got to go his way, not our own way. We got to humble ourselves like a child. Okay. So now let me give you some scripture. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 19, the NIV. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the NIV, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26, NIV, Then Jesus said to His disciples, Whoever wants to be My disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow Me. Verse 25, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for Me will find it. Verse 16, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul you know it's just that's just how it is so Okay, so here we go. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine, the ESV English Standard Version. Or, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse eight, the ESV English Standard Version. But as for the cowardly, the faithless. The detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So, this is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at. So, what must we do? What will meet, what must we do to be saved? I'm going to give you some salvation scripture now. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, the King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession may salvation. Romans chapter 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. So in the faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that's why we do what we do. Okay, so, so so how do we know we've sinned? I'll go over some of the Ten Commandments right now. Um, have you ever lied? It's the Ninth Commandment. You shall not bear false witness. We've all lied, whether it's a white lie or whatever. We all have lied. Or to get out of something or not to hurt somebody's feelings, we've lied. Remember, God's standards are high and ours are very low. We've created our God in our own mind. That's okay with everything we do. And that's not the God of the Bible. Um, the seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you already committed adultery in your heart already. Uh, the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Have you ever hated anybody? According to Jesus, if you hated anybody, you've already 
of you already murdered them in, their, in, in your heart. So do you see how this works? So we're guilty. We're guilty before God. Uh, it's like the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. And second commandment, you shall not make any idols. Well, we've, we created a God in our own mind that's fine with everything we do. So that's, that's, that, that's idolatry. That's, that's making a false God. That's why we need to sin. What do we do? Hum, come to God, come to Christ with a sorrowful, humble heart. Ask God to forgive you of all your sins and put your trust in Christ alone. And then start reading the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Find a good Bible-believing teaching church to join so you can learn and grow and serve Christ. I'm going to give you some resources. You can find all this on YouTube. Dr. Vodi Bauckham, uh, Living Waters with Great Comfort, livingwaters.com, R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries, um, Ashes in Genesis with Ken Ham, AshesGenesis.org, Wall Builders with David Barton. He gives American Christian history, wallbuilders.com. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. Um, Apology of Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, apologiastudios.com. You can listen to the audio on Apple Podcasts. Go to his website, apologiastudios.com, and go and put in a search engine there. Uh, Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U, you can get a free seminary education. Uh, Dr. Greg Bonson, he was a great um, uh, Christian professor, and he died, and his family uh, had took all of his recordings and he recorded everything he did, and he gave it to them to Apology Studios, and they've remastered it and everything. And now you can just go on there and listen to it for free and learn. It's really good. I, I listen to it quite a bit. Okay, and you can follow us. Um, if you need a Bible, just let me know. Just correspond with me by email, and I'll be glad to send you one. Uh, it's uh, the email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. A website's all lowercase Bible Education Institute dot webnode.com. Webnode W E B N O D E then dot com. And you can fi find us on YouTube, Rumble. On Helium Radio, Helium Radio Network, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Pod, or Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and many others. Also, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook. And let me give you some more good teachers. Dr. R.C. Sproul, Dr. Vody Bauckham, and all these are YouTube. Um, let me see, Dr. James White. You can find him. He also works now with Apologia Studios. Pastor Joel Webbin with Right Response Ministries. Doug Wilson and Gary DeMar. And again, remember Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios. Okay, and there's some more resources uh, to get books and stuff. I get a lot of used books. It's a lot cheaper. And it's usually in pretty good shape, almost new. Um, so you can go to... Abe Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, Thrift Books, Amazon, and Alibris, A-L-I-B-R-I-S, and another good resources. There's two programs that are good. You just put in your search engine, TCT Network, and click on that, and go to, uh, and then go to the on-demand programs or videos, 
and Faith in History with William Federer gives you all of church history. It's fantastic. And if you want to learn about the Old Testament, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Really, really good. You'll learn a lot. Remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.